Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. baseball tickets they know what to do with we're also covering pretty much every sport under the sun here welcome in it's nuanas now 1029 espn missoula swx montana television i'm colter nuanas nuanas now your one-stop shop for all things sports across the treasure state each and every weekday right here from four to six go check out our youtube channel n-u-a-n-e-z that's all you need to do type it in subscribe leave us a comment rate it whatever you want to do you can also listen to the show live on any of your mobile devices, your cell phone, your computer, tablet. All you have to do is go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com, and click on the Listen Live tab. Want to give us a call or shoot us a text? 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. You want to go see the Paddleheads? Missoula Paddleheads make their debut Saturday night against the Great Falls Voyagers. I got about two dozen tickets right here that I need to give away. So we're going to do this throughout the entire show. You Give us a call or shoot us a text right now, 406-361-3688. If you call or text 361-3688 at any time during the next two hours, we got a pair of tickets to the Paddleheads for you. If you want four, let us know. Maybe we'll give you four. We'll see. But either way, 361-3688. Get a hold of us in any form or fashion, anytime in the next two hours. We got tickets to the Missoula Paddleheads. 
long-awaited opener. They are the same franchise, as it were, as the once Missoula Osprey, but they um, changed their name, and then we had a cancellation of last season. So it's been a couple years since they changed their name, but now we'll officially engage in uh, their first season as the Paddleheads. By the way, on that note, new voice of the Paddleheads, Jeff Safford. He is going to join us at the top of the hour, second hour, hour number two. Uh, Jeff is the recently named voice of the Paddleheads. And then we'll get a lot of the background on Jeff. He's been working most recently up in the Great Falls Haver area, up in northern, north central Montana. Uh, but he's a guy that's got a lot of minor league baseball experience. So we'll get a rundown of his story as well as a rundown of the team. A couple other things to get to uh, here, though, be, first – Great first hour for you. Dylan Rollins, the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year, a Missoula Sentinel Spartan. He's going to swing by the studio here uh, in just a few minutes. It's the debut of our senior spotlight. It's presented by Palmer Drug and Lolo Drug, along with McElmurray Holmes, Blaine McElmurray of McElmurray Holmes. Second summer in a row, the proud sponsor of the senior spotlight. So it'll be fun to kick off that, highlighting and talking about some of the best seniors from around the state of Montana. We're also going to hear from our good friend Carolyn, who doesn't know sports. She's going to swing on by. We're going to talk LeBron James. We're going to talk Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk all the who's who in the wide world of sports. So that'll be fun. Also have our Treasure State Stars today, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Uh, Treasure State Stars focuses on some of the best uh, track athletes in the state of Montana. The regional qualifiers for the NCAA West Regional came out today. Seven Grizzlies, 13 Bobcats heading to the NCAA West Regional in Texas later on. Jeff, the voice of the Paddleheads, will swing by about 5 o'clock. And then Brett Hine, the uh, sports editor at the Ogden Standard Examiner, as well as the beat writer for the Weber State Wildcats football team and men's basketball team will join us as well as we continue our Big Sky Conference Beat Writers series, recapping uh, spring football from around the uh, the wide world of um, Big Sky Conference football that did play uh, during the spring season. Just give me one quick minute here. By the way, 361-3688. You want Paddleheads tickets? We got him. Just call us or text us. I just got to grab my phone just to make sure that Dylan Rollins uh, is on his way because I've been texting him. My phone's over here on the charger. One sec. Nothing from Dylan yet, but hopefully he is on his way. We'll get it started, though. It is our senior spotlight. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to highlight... Seniors, great, uh, outstanding athletics seniors from around the state of Montana. We did this last year to sort of um, give a little bit of a cushion to some of the kids that lost some of their their senior years, whether it was track season getting canceled or basketball season getting called off before the state championship. Uh, regardless of what it was, um, we were sort of talking about what could have been. Well, now we're going to just commemorate some of the best seniors in the state of Montana, period. So we, we're going to do this. Throughout all the summer months, we're getting started this week, but we're going to roll this all the way through mid-August. So we'll do interviews pretty much every week. I, I, I've planned on doing between 10 and 12 over the next 15 or 16 weeks. So uh, whatever that amounts to. Uh, but we do have some good uh, subjects uh, already planned out, uh, including Dylan Rollins, who should be here momentarily. Um, but it, it, it uh, this is one of my favorite things, is just getting some perspective from kids that are turning into adults that are just starting to get that perspective, and uh, it's always a fun time. Dylan Rollins, the background here, he is a senior at Missoula Sentinel. 
a couple weeks away from graduating from Missoula Sentinel. He was an outstanding all-state selection as an offensive lineman for the Spartans. He led them to a 10-0 record this last fall. Sentinel won their first state championship in 46 years. So an outstanding uh, and memorable and historic season for Sentinel. And Dylan Rollins was a key cog for that. Uh, he was a first-team all-state selection at offensive guard. And recently, he was named the Montana Gatorade Football Player of the Year. So uh, he is the first athlete not only from Sentinel but also the first guy from Missoula this is amazing they've been giving the Gatorade player of the year award away in uh since I think 1984 1985 and we've had um players from all over the state get this award but he's the first not only from Sentinel but the first from Missoula so very cool for Missoula very cool uh for for the uh, future BYU Cougar and uh, he actually just walked in so we'll get right to that right now it is Nuanas now 1029 ESPN Missoula Statewide Television, SWX Montana Television. The Senior Spotlight, presented in part by Blaine McElmurray and McElmurray Homes. Blaine McElmurray knows what you can achieve through hard work. As an athlete from small-town Montana, the Troy, Montana native rose up to become an All-American safety for the Grizzlies on UM's 1995 National Championship team before spending time in the NFL. McElmurray has used those values in his work with McElmurray Homes, Missoula's highest quality custom residential construction company. Since 2003, McElmurray Homes has helped contract and subcontract some of the uh, Garden City's finest homes. McElmurray Homes is committed to offering a quality customer service as well as quality products and the best prices throughout a project. McElmurray Homes, proud to support local high school athletes from around the state of Montana. I think Dylan's just out in the lobby, so let me just uh, tell him to come in here real quick. Come in here, buddy. Everybody, we're live right now, so let's get let's get to it. We welcome now Dylan Rollins, Missoula Sentinel senior, recently named Gatorade Player of the Year, and our first subject on our senior spotlight here on Nuanas Now. What's up, man? I haven't seen you in a while. You got a little shave since I saw you. Uh, I did shave. I had to uh, shave for my ID card for my student ID at BYU. Oh, right. Okay. It's fresh. So we haven't talked to you in a while. I think that you had made your commitment uh, to BYU the last time you were in studio. But um, now that it's getting more down to it, I mean, how, first of all, how much longer till graduation? You must be getting pretty darn close. Uh, two weeks. So not next Friday, but the Friday after we're done. So <laughs> I'm excited to get down there. And then uh, right after graduation, I head down on the 18th down to BYU for the summer. So it's coming quick. It's coming quick. So does it seem more real now? It does seem more real. Just recently, as I was talking, getting more information about classes and, uh, you know, housing situations and practice and lifting and all that, it's kind of started to, you know, get down to it. And along with that, graduation has finally started to seem more real. Like, wow, I'm actually almost done with this. So, Bill Rollins joined us. He's a Missoula Sentinel senior and a future BYU Cougar. I was actually thinking about you because I was on a road trip for my birthday a couple weeks ago and when I road trip, I listen to podcasts. And Kalani Satake, the head coach at BYU, was on Ryan Rosillo's podcast. And I had never really, I'd heard you know, press conferences with him, press clippings and stuff, but I'd never really heard a long form extended interview with Coach Satake. And uh, I mean, what, a, what an inspiring guy, right? I mean, he seems very, at the same time, fiery, but also um, very measured and centered. He, he just seems like he's got this wonderful spirit. I was so impressed with this interview. I loved it. So tell us just about the fact that you're going to go play for this guy that has this reputation as this up-and-coming coach in college football. 
I'm super excited about it. And, you know, like you said, his uh, reputation and kind of his persona, one of the things that I really like about him is that he's the same person no matter who he's talking to. You know, he's not uh, the diff- a different person for his players that he is in an interview. He's, you know, all around just a great guy. And uh, I think the first time I talked to him, we talked for over an hour. And so... Um, you know, it just shows that uh, he really cares about his players and really uh, takes his job seriously and is fully invested in it. So I'm excited to get down there and play for him. We'll get more into the BYU stuff because I do think it's fascinating um, and, and obviously a, a cool thing for you and your family as well because, I mean, you're the first guy from around here uh, that I can remember that's going to go to the FBS rank. So that's pretty cool for the city of Missoula in general. But first, got to talk about the most recent news. I haven't seen you in person. We've texted a little bit, but congratulations, man. Montana Gatorade Player of the Year. Huge honor. So, first of all, I know you told the story on the TV news once upon a time, but you got to tell it again. Tell the people how you found out because this is actually a cool moment for you and your old man. Yeah, so, um, you know, I was kind of waiting around on the phone call because they'd sent me an email earlier that week and said, uh, you know, you're in the final runnings for it and we're seriously considering you. And so I was waiting around for any kind of phone call or anything, like I said, and um, Thursday morning I wake up, my dad turns on, my light comes in, that that doesn't happen, so I thought I, s- <laughs> right. I, thought I slept in, but he comes in and hold, opens up a Gatorade and holds it above me and starts pouring it on me, and I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, why would I be pouring Gatorade on you? He's like, you're kidding, that's awesome. So, no, it was super exciting, and, you know, uh, obviously a huge honor and just a really sweet moment, so... Did you ever, I mean, obviously you set goals and, and it's a very, I shouldn't say common, but it's an attainable goal to be sure to say, hey, I want to I want to start on varsity for a couple of years and, and I want to be an all-state player and I want to make sure I get some college scholarship offers. But do you ever set out and say, man, I want to be the Gatorade player of the year? No, that's not something that I ever really set out for as my highest standard. Uh, I kind of saw it as maybe an option or more of, uh, you know, an accolade that would come along with those type of things. So my goals have always been for me achieving on the field and then uh, kind of letting that kind of stuff come. Um, our offensive line coach, Pete Joseph, he he had a saying that, you know, you count your pennies and the dollars will take care of themselves. So, uh, you know, you just focus on the small things and all that will come to you. Pete Joseph's got a lot of sayings, right? Got, I gotta love Coach Joseph. When you guys, after you guys won the championship, we had uh, Coach Oliver, Coach Joseph, and uh, Coach Casino all on the show at the same time. And and those guys, their stories, man, super cool and super fun. So tell about tell the people about that element. I mean, you guys had some lofty expectations as a group when you came to Missoula Sentinel, and uh, I think that people knew you are you guys were a talented senior class pretty soon, you know, pretty early on. And you guys started making noise when you were sophomores, and then all of a sudden you're knocking on the door as juniors, but you guys punched through it and, and got that state championship when you were seniors. So the journey, I mean, first of all, it must have been awesome to go through with the group of guys that you went through. But, I mean, what did it all take? Because there was a lot of challenges along the way, I'm sure. There were a lot of challenges. And, um, you know, from the beginning, we knew we were a talented group, uh, you know, since freshman football. Uh, we could see that there was the potential of something special being there. And what it comes down to is we had to just, you know, take that talent and work hard with it because uh, talent without hard work doesn't do anything. So uh, we just knew that we had to, you know, keep our heads down and keep working. And 
you know, we had to stay focused at all times. We couldn't say, oh, we're a talented group and that's going to take care of it. We knew that there was going to be hard work that would have to be done. And then, you know, coming into senior year and having a couple uh, other guys join the group, that was really special to have them be a part of it. But, um, you know, they fully adopted what, you know, we'd kind of been building since freshman year that we're going to be a talented group, but we're also going to outwork everyone too. So, Any of the guys in your class, did you play from with them all the way from, like, youth football? Yeah, played with them. Were any, were any of them on your same team, even, like, in fifth grade? Because I always oh, think that, yeah. that's super oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. No, I was uh, going through pictures for kind of my senior graduation video and looking at old pictures of me playing uh, both with and against my teammates that, you know, we just won a state championship with. So uh, those are awesome moments to see, and uh, I think that makes it that much more special to see how far you've come. That's one of the best parts about living in a small town, too, right? I remember, I mean, from fifth grade, you know, it's Stone Container, seventh and eighth grade, all the way through varsity football, one of my best friends, Ryan Schmidt, and I, I was the center, he was the guard. That was, you know, we were playing next to each other since we were little kids. That's one of the best parts about living in a small town, right? Yeah. No, and I think Missoula's a great size where we also had the aspect of we've had rivals ever since we were little, sure. little with the Big Sky kids playing against them and then, you know, growing up and playing in high school against them still. So, yeah, it's awesome. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. It's the first installment of the 2021 edition of the Senior Spotlight, highlighting great senior athletes from across the state of Montana. It's presented in part by Palmer's Drug. You go out of your way to buy local when it comes to what you eat. You go out of your way to drink local when it comes to local beers. You try to support local businesses at every turn, so why not make the effort and visit a local pharmacy? Palmer's Drug of Missoula is a pharmacist-owned establishment that can take care of all your needs more efficiently than any of the corporate chains. Palmer's is an in-network for all major prescription plans, including Medicaid and Medicare. Palmer's will take care of you on a personal level like you deserve. So when you think local, think Palmer's Drug, located at Southwest Higgins in Missoula. Uh, Dylan, let's talk about these last couple months then since you won the the state football championship what have you been up to um because it's a little bit different than trying to prepare for the next football now you're preparing for college football now you're preparing for the jump to the fbs right yeah no so um it's been uh an interesting journey ever since you know with covid and everything i didn't get to go down and see schools or anything like that in person and so I wasn't quite sure what they were expecting at that point, but uh, kind of getting on track with their strength coach and uh, their football program and kind of what they were expecting and seeing for me this upcoming year, it's just been a lot of uh, lifting, uh, you know, getting bigger, getting stronger, getting faster, ready for uh, taking it up to the next level because it's one thing to go from the speed of high school football to, you know, FCS or even, you know, any level of college football. But going FBS, that's a whole new ball game. So you really have to step it up, and that's kind of what I've been trying to keep in mind and focus on. When you were going through the recruiting process, you had one of the most fascinating recruiting stories, not only because, obviously, you were highly recruited, one of the most highly recruited guys to come out of here in a while, but just such obvious ties to multiple programs across this region. 
you're obviously a Missoula guy. I know you, you've grown up with Chad Germer's kids, so the offensive line coach at Montana, he's been a probably more of a parental figure than a coach figure in your life uh, in your younger years. And then your dad, a great player at Montana State. Your brother, Byron Rollins, currently plays at Montana State, so obviously great ties there too. So first, let's start there. You're still on the Bobcat side of this Cacarys rivalry thing, even though you're going to BYU now, right? Yeah, I still got to cheer for my brother. Got it in the blood, right? Cheer for the team that, you know, I've been growing up with. But um, I actually just talked to Coach Germer just after I got Gatorade Player of the oh, Year. Cool. And his his message was the same. You know, we're super excited for you and your opportunity that you have there. And uh, obviously we're sad you're not coming here. But um, I went down to Bozeman for my brother's spring scrimmage. And, oh, sweet. Uh, talked to B.J. Robertson down there, and he said something similar to me. So uh, it was awesome to see after going through that that, uh, you know, a huge element of it was recruiting, but that they were building genuine relationships in it too. For sure. What would you think of the spring game? Not to go completely off topic, but uh, different look over there at Montana State, right? It is. They. Um, it was cool to see them, you know, just getting around and playing football because, right. you know, it's been – over a year since anybody's even watched college football here in Montana. So it was fun to see, um, you know, with the new coach over there, they are, uh, you know, they didn't opt for the spring games like Montana did. And uh, they just kind of had to get their, their own thing rolling and figure out where they're at. So uh, it was exciting to see where they're at, though. It's bummer your brother was a little banged up, but I, I'm sure he'll be back full force. Um but it, it is fascinating because they have not played in so long over there at Montana State. And then the coaching change, too, th- throws a whole new element into it. But I, I think that both Montana and Montana State, they made the right decision not engaging in the full playoff version of the spring football season. Here nor there, senior spotlight with Dylan Rollins, Missoula Central senior, recently named Montana Gatorade Player of the Year, and he's headed to BYU. So to continue on the recruiting, though, you obviously then BYU, I mean, is that, that's probably a school you followed pretty much your whole life. Yeah, I mean, along with uh, MSU, we've always had, you know, you have a BYU football in your toy bin, you have a BYU blanket, you have BYU uh, clothes and stuff like that. So it's always been uh, something that we've been around and uh, sort of been a part of. But uh, yeah, no, I think this will be awesome to, you know, finally go down and be a part of it. So. You mentioned, though, that you haven't actually been to campus because of this weird year. I mean, no official visit or anything like that. I, mean, I know you've been there before, but never uh, as, you know, a football recruit. So w- was it tough kind of weighing in your mind to go into a place that you haven't, you haven't really seen the ins and outs of all of it? It was. I mean, I would kind of compare it to you've never met a girl in person. You've been talking to her online, and now, <laughs> you, now you're going to go marry her. So it's, it's weird. But, I mean, it's what I had to do and, you know, kind of just go through my own conscience and see uh, what I thought. So what you mentioned a little bit about uh, what you're doing to get prepared, but I know that you, I remember actually learning this when I wrote a story about your brother when he first got recruited to Montana State, but I know you guys take your training, your nutrition, all that kind of stuff seriously. You had the great quote, I think it was last summer, talking about if all you do is eat chocolate muffins, you're just going to turn into a chocolate muffin, you're going to play like a chocolate muffin. So you got to actually put you know, the good stuff, the peanut butter sandwiches, the bananas, everything in into your body. But what's that element of your life like right now? Are you still doing the peanut butter sandwich every every hour <laughs> what's going on i um, think your eating habits are so fascinating 
I've kind of toned that down from last year. I mean, <laughs> go, going to Nebraska, I was uh, trying to gain, I think it was like 30 pounds in a matter of three months. Mm. And so that, it was horrible. It was not fun, but uh, I do like chocolate muffins still. They're good. <laughs> They're good. I'm not going to lie. They're good. But, um, you know, eating a lot, uh, never skip a meal really you don't wake up and oh I don't feel like eating breakfast it's you have to choke it down whether it's you know six eggs and bacon or something like that just anything to get the calories and get the protein in so you know you're usually eating breakfast right when you wake up and then eat at least something during every class period eat a big lunch eat when you get home and then dinner and right before bed still. So are you, are you cooking this all yourself? You get up early before school? You got moms helping you out here. I make my breakfast. That's good. I do my breakfast. Um, she'll help me make a lunch if I need one. And if not, I'll just, you know, find somewhere that uh, isn't just, you know, fast food. I'll find a Taco Del Sol is kind of my go-to. I That's like good. A, a good burrito or Five on Black, any of those places where, you know, it's still quick and fast, but you're going to get something out of it. So... What are you weighing right now? About 285 still? I'm like 290 right now. Okay. So I'm kind of seeing myself going down at this weight. I didn't want to, you know, go down. I finished the season. I stepped on the scale after the season, you know, getting ready for mm-hmm. uh, training to kind of start back up. And I was sitting about 273. So I lost weight just over the season. Which, for sure. I mean, oh, that always it, happens. It happens. Yeah. But uh, so I just kind of said, you know, they said not to worry about gaining weight on the way down there, but I'd rather come down at 290 and only have to gain, you know, 20 pounds as opposed to having to gain 35 in the middle of summer workouts. So one story that they told Dylan Rawls, by the way, joining us uh, from Missoula Sentinel. He is uh, our first of what will be at least 10, maybe even 12 senior spotlight interviews throughout the summer, highlighting some of the best senior, both male and female athletes from across the great state of Montana Senior Spotlight presented in part by Palmer's Drug, Lolo Drug, as well as Blaine McElmurray and McElmurray Holmes. The best part about that Sataki podcast, though, is they were talking about what the the sort of campus life is like uh, at BYU. And obviously, BYU, a strong affiliation with the uh, Mormon church, and that influences the campus culture significantly. But they were talking about how you walk on the campus at night, especially when the weather's nice, and it's like intramural sports, the center of it all, all the time. Like people are playing ultimate frisbee, they're playing football, they're playing basketball, they're playing baseball. Everybody's just hanging out, everybody's having a great time. And it's such a sports centric culture beyond uh, the ties to uh, high level athletics, but just on campus, everybody's hanging out and doing activities and playing sports. So have you thought about that element? Are you excited just to sort of become a college student, let alone a college football player? Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be fun fun down there. I'm really excited for it and, uh, you know, kind of get down. Obviously, my main focus will be football, but uh, Provo seems like a really fun town. And like you said, there's just always something going on. So uh, won't be getting bored down there. I'll have lots of options of things to do. I went down to Ogden this last weekend for the Big CI Track Championships as well as softball as well, and uh, had a good time. It's a, that's a great town down there, man. It's it's super fun. Well, are you nervous at all to go down to, to Provo? Um, I mean, it's 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 all. Yeah. I mean, everybody's naturally you're just nervous as a life transition or whatever. But I mean, are you? Uh, what, what do you think of just this transition? Because it is going to be a, a big move for you. Yeah, it's going to be a big move. You know, going back to I haven't been down there as a football recruit, and until 
June 1st. I'm still not allowed right down there, so uh, it's kind of going to be, you know, I'm down here for good. And uh, But I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've met some of the guys on the team and uh, have a little bit of relationships there and know some guys down there. So uh, that part of it will be good, but I... I'm not too worried about it. I'll I'll find friends. I'll find a good group of guys. And uh, offensive linemen are fun guys. They're funny to be That's around, right. and it'll be fun. That's so. right. You, you, you got a ready-made group of guys right there, right? Yeah. Receivers may be a little hard. They're fighting for balls. No, offensive linemen, you got you got at least 15 friends ready to go. Yeah. So have you have you communicated with or talked to anybody that's in your recruiting class? Um, what's interesting about that, I've talked to a couple guys, but I think – other than me and two other guys, everyone else from my recruiting class is going on a mission right away. Oh, right away. So, okay. Because um, that's just, that's just, explain that to people because there's there's different timing you can do, right? You can go on a mission right before you even get to college. Some guys redshirt and then go on a mission. So tell people kind of the different ways you can do it. Yeah, it's completely up to you. You know, the right. church is ready to let you go whenever you feel like going. The um, minimum age is 18, and then after that you can go – uh, basically whenever you want to. And BYU obviously being, like you said, a, a church school and really closely related with the church, they understand that and they're uh, fully supportive of that. And uh, it gets complicated with football. For sure. Because, you know, with having a red shirt year and then, um, you know, four years of eligibility, a lot of guys uh, opt to go right away. So then they have that red shirt year. Right. Uh, to kind of get back and get strong. So, yeah. And then uh, my plan personally is uh, after the first year, I will probably be going. So it is, it, It's so interesting, like you said, the way it impacts your career. I mean, because now your older brother, he, he's been in college for, what, 72 years now? I mean, <laughs> he's, 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 he's not even yeah. quite a senior yet. I mean, he, he was part of the, the – I remember watching him in the, the Shrine game with guys like Braden Conkle and Mitch Brott. Oh, yeah. And those guys were fifth-year seniors last oh, year. Oh, yeah. No, those guys that were fifth-year seniors just graduated. And so he uh, he has this year, and he still, if he wants it, he has one more year of eligibility left. Right. So that's weird to see. But, uh, no, it's just, I mean, you see it a lot more down at BYU. Uh, freshmen are 20 a right. lot of the times. Totally. They're not 18. It is an interesting factor, and I think if you do take the uh, advantage of it, it, it can be an advantage for you as well. I remember James Calzer played for Southern Utah, went on to play for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, similar thing, he redshirted and then took his mission and came back, and then all of a sudden became an All-American, got drafted, so uh, pretty fun. Well, last thing for you then, I know that uh, it's not quite in the rear view yet. You're not going to graduate here for a couple more weeks, but how would you sum up your time at, at Sentinel and the way it kind of prepared you for this opportunity? You know, just really thankful for... Uh, the coaches and the program and all the guys that I went through it with because, um, you know, it's a lot up to you what you make out of it, but having a good program and good people around you make it a lot easier to, you know, achieve your goals. So I can't say enough for them how thankful I am and uh, everyone that's helped me, whether it's training or football, it's, it's been awesome. So, um, over the last four years, I think it's just been, you know, preparing me for my next step. And that's, you know, what they see. They want you to be successful in high school. But Coach Oliver does a lot, I think, more than he goes above and beyond to make sure that his kids are ready for what comes after high school. It's an awesome 
So now some story. You've been a, a key part of it. Dylan Rollins, the first installment of our senior spotlight. He's a Missoula Sentinel senior, the recently anointed Montana Gatorade Player of the Year, a future BYU Cougar, and something that I know everybody around the city of Missoula, state of Montana, very proud of. So congratulations to you and your family, man. We appreciate you swinging by, and uh, this has been awesome. Best of luck with everything. Thank you. Go Cougs. Senior Spotlight presented by Palmer's Drug, Lolo Drug, and Blaine McElmurray of McElmurray Homes. When you think local, think local pharmacy at Palmer's Drug and Lolo Drug. McElmurray Homes, proud sponsor of local high school athletes around the great state of Montana. LeBron James, is he soft? Carolyn thinks so. She'll tell you why next. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Television. I'm Colter Nuanas. This is your one-stop shop for all things sports across the great treasure state each and every weekday right here on ESPN Missoula. You want tickets to the Paddleheads? We got them. Saturday night, Paddleheads open their season against the Great Falls Voyagers. Give us a call or shoot us a text, 361-3688. You want tickets to the Paddleheads, 361-3688. Just call or text. I'm going to be giving away all, all show. Anybody that calls or texts, we got them. So we will give them to you, 361-3688. You want to go check out some baseball Saturday night in Missoula, 361-3688. All you got to do is call or text us. We got you covered. Twice in one week. What a treat is this? So chick who doesn't know sports, our good friend Carolyn is here in studio with us on Thursday. We heard from her. Was it Monday? Tuesday? I don't even know. I'm time traveling. It I was. Know. It was a. It was a Monday because I got. I got sick on the Tuesday. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I, <laughs> I've been better, but I'm. I'm. I'm doing okay. It's great to have you here. It makes me feel much better that you're here. Oh well, thanks. What's going on in the wide world of Carolyn's world of sports? Well, Aaron Rodgers. Here we go. Is really. Ticking me off. So he is disgruntled. They're saying it's because of who the um, Packers drafted. Sure. Yes. Last year, the Packers took Jordan Love in the first round, a quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers has played it up mightily that that is a slight to him as well as offensive, as well as a new motivating factor. So explain to me why it's offensive for them to have a backup quarterback. It's not. This is uh, this is the quintessential case of an athlete making a what's the saying a uh, what is it? A, a molehill out of something. A He's mountain ma- out of a, a molehill. mountain out of a molehill. That's exactly what Aaron Rodgers is doing, and it's all tactful. It's just like Michael Jordan used to convince himself that everybody in the in the league didn't think he was the best player in the league, or anybody that ever thought they could guard him, he would just eviscerate them and just completely embarrass them. Mm-hmm. This is Aaron Rodgers. He's just finding fuel for the fire late in his career. He sounds like a big old baby. Well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is uh, one of the most fascinating athletes in our world today because he is a big old baby. <laughs> He's a genius. He's also a complete narcissist. He's also a complete sociopath. And he's also a complete, I can't use the word I want to use. Oh. 
Okay. Well, he's, then he's I guess. A, he's a pretty boy, soft, little, pretentious crybaby. He's reminding me of James Harden right now. Woo! That's actually, that's actually a big insult to, to Aaron Rodgers because as uh, big of a baby as Aaron Rodgers is, he's way better than James Harden in his collective sport, I would argue. I just mean you sign a contract sure. with someone, you play that contract, you don't act like a jerk and leak news to the press, you do your job, and you when it's your time to go, you go. And you don't get mad when they draft people. They have to build a team. He's old. He could blow out a knee. They need a quarterback. Have you seen the details of Aaron Rodgers' contract? No. It's going to blow you away. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers signed a four-year contract last year, but it's a fully unique contract in the stipulations of this contract. Aaron Rodgers received a night of, of it's a four-year, one hundred thirty-four million dollar contract. Of that one hundred thirty-four million dollars, he received ninety-eight million dollars up front. He received $57.5 million, $57. million as a signing bonus, and then his first $33.5 million, he, they, they basically had to pay him just short of $100 million of the contract in the first four months of the contract. Okay. Does he have to pay that back if he doesn't fulfill his no, contract? No, 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 no. It's fully guaranteed. See, I, this is annoying. <laughs> this is really annoying to me. No. Uh what you're talking about is actually one of the biggest issues in the NFL because the NFL contracts largely are not guaranteed. So if you ever walk away, which rarely happens with the guys that aren't making $100 million, but more importantly, you're cut or you get injured, then you, your salary is abruptly uh, not paid out. And that's one of the most controversial parts of the NFL is a lot of guys, they do sign contracts, but then they just suffer a career-ending injury and then they get no more money ever. And when's the last time the Packers won the Super Bowl? That's when the Packers won the Super Bowl was in 2010. Okay, uh, so wait a minute. Which would have been Aaron Rodgers' like fourth or fifth year as the starter. So they, I hate to say this, because yes. you know how much I hate Tom Brady. Sure. So he's not even like getting a team to the Super Bowl and he's making that kind of money with guaranteed... Right. Why? What is so great about him? Well, actually, what you just said is exactly... That's a, You have very revelatory statements on the show without ever even knowing it. I know. Do you want to know why Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl rings? Why? Because Tom Brady's never been the highest quarter, paid quarterback in the NFL. You want to know why Tom Brady's never been the highest paid quarterback in the NFL? Because he's a... Beep! No. <laughs> no, because he knows that his team is significantly better. His team can be way better if he... Doesn't Tom Brady? Uh, Tom Brady's not getting paid chump change. He's getting paid seventeen million dollars no, sure. a year, but that's not thirty-five million dollars a year like Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady gets paid roughly half of what the top. He's guys. making sure he's building a team that can win. And he also knows if he wins, he gets all the endorsements in the world, which yeah. makes him more money. And he also knows that his wife makes four times as much money as him, anyways. So his little seventeen million dollar uh, salary is just his allowance, basically. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna say something that I think is gonna shock myself. And uh, most people that listen, and that is, I might actually respect Tom Brady more than Aaron Rodgers right now. Wow! I, you heard it here first. I have to, I have to do some soul searching on this one because I'm not sure. But now I feel like I hate Aaron Rodgers. That's okay. It's not an unpopular opinion. In and, fact, it's I mean, a pretty common one. He's also a Packers player and I'm a Chicago person so sure. I should have probably been hating him all along but you know now it's official well there's two sides to this one it's fully justifiable to have 
uh, resentment for somebody that makes that much money and acts the way that Aaron Rodgers does in the public sphere. Certainly. Aaron Rodgers has been great in his career. He's won three MVPs. He's made to nine Pro Bowls. He's won a Super Bowl. All that said, he's still largely considered a... uh, Bus is the wrong word, but a slightly an underachiever compared to the fact that he has perhaps the greatest talent of any player to ever play the quarterback position. Rodgers, though, here's the thing that's really hurt Aaron Rodgers more than anything. We love, as a society, a football-watching society, we love the Green Bay Packers because they're one of the last wholesome things left in sports. I'm not saying we actually love, you're a Bears fan, I'm a Vikings fan, we don't root on the Packers, but... Green Bay, Wisconsin is a town of 150,000 people. It's not 7 million people like right. Chicago or 20 million people like Los Angeles. It's not this gigantic market where guys are signing there because they want to boost their brand or like they're going to play for the Cowboys because the Cowboys are the cool thing or whatever. It's still small-town, wholesome Midwestern football. It, the franchise is also owned by the citizens of the town. Aww, Most cute. Mostly. I mean, there's there's minority owners right. that, are, that are pretty influential, but... It's a shit. I mean, it's like a, it's like a union. Basically, everybody owns part of the the franchise. That's cute. That is cute. It's also in Green Bay, Wisconsin, which, regardless of what you think of the state of society, the way people deal with society, athletes, specifically athletes from urban areas, specifically minority athletes from urban areas, do not want to go live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Period. I can't imagine why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so here's the struggle Aaron Rodgers has always had to deal with. The Packers can only get good players to come to Green Bay if they draft those players. The Packers are very good at drafting, but they've decided to use all their draft picks pretty much for the last 10 years to draft defensive guys because they know they have the best offensive guy in the league. But that drives Aaron Rodgers crazy, specifically when you go draft a backup quarterback, not because Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to get replaced by this guy, but because Aaron Rodgers is... What is Aaron Rodgers? 37 years old? So he... Geriatric. He, well, he knows he only has a couple years left. Yeah. So why, if you're the Packers and you want to win now, and you just were knocking on the door of the Super Bowl the last two years, you should go draft receivers or running backs for Aaron Rodgers. So both sides are right. That's why it's a fascinating argument. Here's the tip I'm going to give Aaron Rodgers. Just chill. Play your game. Take the money. Retire. Sure. And, like, live it up. The other thing that Aaron Rodgers has, has could have that he's never been able to maximize is that Aaron Rodgers has uh, pop culture recognition. Like, you know who Aaron Rodgers is besides the fact that he's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers because he's dated Danica Patrick and Olivia Munn, and who's he dating now? Shailene whatever. Somebody that's yes. famous, a Hollywood starlet. His brother's on The Bachelor or Ugh, whatever, yeah. right? Okay, but still, the, yes. the normal moms of the world that watch the TMZ and the E! television and all that, they know who Aaron Rodgers is. Right. He's pop culture famous. If he could get to a big market, specifically in California, he's from the Bay Area. If he could get to California, now he can get all these guys to come play with him. That's why he's trying to force his way out. But it's a bad look because the Packers are one of the most beloved franchises yeah. in the in the in the NFL, and he's been a Packer his whole career. So it's going to end messy. I just think it's hilarious to watch the drama because both sides are right, both sides are wrong all at the same time. Well, I think he's being a big old baby, and he needs to just play. And or fake an injury, take the money, and retire. Because what are you trying to prove at this point? This is ego. Cut it. <laughs> I think it's so <laughs> funny that you're surprised by the ego of professional athletes. I know, right? I know. That's how my husband, when I am shocked, like when Tiger Woods cheated on his wife, and he was like, what do you mean you're surprised? <laughs> 
I was shocked. It's, I guess I just try to see the good in everyone, believe I, it or not. I know. Except the, Tom Brady. All, absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? Right. All right. Well, moving on. Nationals manager Dave Martinez. Okay. They were playing the Cubs, my beloved Cubs last night. Okay. Apparently, um, one of the players was called out for his route to first base. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know baseball, but you gotta apparently... you got to run down the baseline. Right. A lot I mean, of times, if you run outside the base, you think you're going to get a double, so you run outside the baseline so you can round it easier. Okay. Well, okay. the ump called him out, or, you know, called the, the player out, and Dave Martinez lost his mind. He picked up home base. He spiked <laughs> it. He kicked it I into the dugout. first base. You can't pick oh, up home plate. But sorry. sure. But sure, yes. It's, Carry. He picked up a base. Yep. Kicked it into the dugout. Hat, he got thrown out of the game. He got a suspension and fined. And guess what? He said he'd do it again. Yeah. I don't again, I don't I don't know. What what are you surprised by? Uh, it's called sportsmanship. Well, no, no, no. This is a part of baseball. What do you mean? Picking up a base and kicking it into the dugout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing a fit to stand up for your players is an essential part of baseball. It would be way more detrimental to their locker room and their team if he wouldn't have thrown a fit and wouldn't have gotten thrown out. This is just baseball? Yeah, yeah. Baseball has all these unsaid rules. Interesting. It's like uh, the other day I'm watching the video. This is great. He is going crazy. <laughs> um, he. It's like the other day. Um, I can't remember who was playing. White Sox and somebody. If it's a 3-0 count, three balls, no strikes, it's an unwritten rule that you're not supposed to swing at the pitch. Okay. And so the pitcher lobbed one in there because it's supposed to be an automatic strike, and the kid who was hitting was a rookie. He just hit it right out of the park. So the next time he comes up to bat, they throw it right at his right at his back. They throw him. They beat him. Well, that's that's one of the unwritten rules of baseball. You can't, throw, you can't swing at the 3-0 pitch, so if you do, you're getting ear hold the next time you come up there. It's just like if you have a controversial call, it's expected that your manager gets thrown out of the game for you because he's standing on the table for you. You're so confused. This is why we can't get <laughs> officiants in sports. We just talked about this. No one wants to be an official. There's a reason. Uh, well, I think this is different than like the the half uh, Budweiser'd out dad trying to fight the teenage ump. This is a little different. I think this it's is part of, this is part of the theater of the game. The theater, okay. Well, I mean, wouldn't you say though that this is this was way more way more interesting than most baseball you've watched recently? Oh yeah, I mean. Okay, so that's another part of it. Is okay. it's part of the shtick? Well, I would never watch baseball except at a live game. Yeah. The, Baseball managers, they make lineup moves and stuff like that that are impactful to the game, but it's not nearly as impactful as other sports where when you're calling timeouts and when you're subbing guys in and out. Because mm-hmm. you can't sub back into a baseball game, right? It's like soccer. When you're in, you're like in basketball, you can go in and out of the game. In football, you can go in and out of the game. Baseball, you can't. So what I'm saying is that managers are certainly essential in baseball, but they're not, it's not like if Steve Kerr gets thrown out of the Warriors game or whatever or Bill Belichick gets thrown out of the Patriots game, that's huge. The team's not going to function the same. Mm-hmm. In baseball, this guy can get thrown out, and then he can still go to the clubhouse, and he can, like, text his other guys yeah. any moves he yeah, wants yeah, to make, yeah. whatever. So part of it is just the the galvanizing of his team and the theatrics of the game. I don't know. I think it's great. Chicken doesn't know sports. It's Nuanas now. One or two nine ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, our good friend Carolyn, sharing all the great things in the wide world of sports. What else you got? Well, speaking of theater and baseball, Fernando Tatis? Junior. Good job. Thank you. 
Um, he hit, he hit a ball, obviously, because it's baseball. Um, he went into a full split as he slid into first base. Full split. Okay. You know what the splits are? Oh, I, I'm aware of what they are, yes. Do you know how hard they are to do? Have you tried uh, it? I, there's no chance that I could even come close, so there's no use in even trying it, no. He slid underneath, he slid into first base under the um, catcher's, th- or maybe it was a home run. I don't know where it was, but he slid in, and to make sure he didn't come off the base, he went into the full splits. The picture is up online. It is insane. He's only 22, so I feel like he might have been able to like get up after that. But I can tell you, if I did that, I would be in the hospital. Certainly. He is one of the great athletes in all of baseball, so I think he'll be okay. Like you mentioned, he's only 22, but... Are you suggesting I'm not one of the greatest <laughs> athletes? You might you might be. I just He's a, he's a couple years younger than you. Yeah, just a few. Well, I feel like... I feel like I would end up on a stretcher for sure. Fernando Tatis Jr., one of the most exciting players in all of baseball. I'm glad he's back healthy because he... Uh, He's been struggling with it for a while, but he's he's doing all right. What's now. he struggling with? Because if he's got a bad shoulder, well, now he might have a bad groin, or maybe that's just a testament to how good his uh, lower body flexibility really is. Oh God, I just want to know he's okay, and if he's still able to have children. <laughs> okay, LeBron James, did you see what LeBron happened to him on Wednesday? James, he got poked in the eye, <laughs> real bad. It wasn't really bad. Well. Then he scored a three-pointer to beat the Warriors. <laughs> and he said that he saw three basketball rims and oh, just man. hoped for the best. Do you believe him? You are preaching to the talk radio choir today. This is by the time you get to this point on Nuanas now on Thursday. If you listen to ESPN Radio at all today, this is the only thing you've heard about, I'm sure. I'm not even listening to ESPN Radio National right now. You, I guarantee this is all they're talking the, about. All they're talking about is LeBron getting poked in the eye? No question. Because, because you think he's faking it? Because LeBron is the greatest showman that ever lived. So you LeBron's think sitting there acting like he can't walk, can't see. I'm seeing three rims. He laid on the floor for freaking 15 straight minutes before he goes back in the game. Stop. He did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. Oops. Biggest, strongest, baddest dude out there. And he's sitting on the court crying. They had to take a full timeout so he can get his eyes flushed out with contact solution. And then, he, and then they come back, and it's only a common foul on Draymond Green. This was – see, people hate on LeBron for this. They say it's an indication of him being soft. I think it's an indication of him being brilliant because two things. LeBron James knows he cannot overcome the narrative of the players that came before him in terms of their greatness. LeBron James will always be in the conversation but never – Superior in the conversation to guys like Michael Jordan ever. There's nothing he can do. The ship has already sailed. LeBron James could win the next six NBA championships, and I still think a large contingent of the American sports-watching public would say Michael Jordan was better because they would say he's a better competitor. He's a more ferocious competitor. Michael Jordan would never lay on the court like this. That's their whole argument. But LeBron knows that unless he has the theatrics, he can never define himself independently from those guys. And also, LeBron just knows how to put on a show. He's trying to get Jeremiah Green thrown out of the game because he knows that if that happened, then they would for sure win. But he also knows that it just adds to his legend. The more he lays on the ground, then when he does make, then he does make the big shot. You know, it's. So you don't believe he saw three rims? I do not believe he saw three rims. I do believe he got fouled hard. I was watching the game. He, he certainly got fouled hard. I mean, to make a guy that weighs two hundred eighty pounds fall flat on his back, you have to hit him hard. He certainly got poked in the eye. I should say he got hit in the eye. He didn't get fully poked in the eye. He got hit in the eye. 
But he was definitely playing it up a lot as well. So our soccer team plays a couple other soccer teams. Um, mm-hmm. And there, we made a joke on the sidelines about a, about one of them that every time one, someone from the other team falls and like we have to take a knee, take a drink because some of these kids just really play it up. I mean, there's obviously there's injuries sometimes, but it seems that they're taught to like really. Oh, yeah. And maybe get a foul. And the soccer guys are the biggest floppers that ever lived. That's what it is, floppers. That's what we were yeah, calling them. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, so the our floppers. joke on the sidelines is every time someone is a flopper, take a drink. And then we're just wasted by the end. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't we don't really drink on the sidelines. But we thought it would this be a good drinking juice. game. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the flopping in soccer is profound. And... Uh, I don't know. I think people should just figure it out and just get over the whole thing. Like people just try to overanalyze LeBron James. Just take it for what it is. It's the most amazing phenomenon we've ever seen in sports. Not because he's the greatest athlete ever, but because he's the best player in the league when he's been in the league for 18 years. I love LeBron. <laughs> Thank you. I, I adore him. I just think it's crazy that half the people that follow the NBA try to pick him apart so yeah. constantly. You don't have to love him. Just just let just enjoy just it just respect well and just enjoy it like he's so fun to watch yeah. all the time even if you do think he's making it it's still fun to watch it's he's like still putting globe trotters he's putting on theater it's like pro wrestling <laughs> well i love lebron i love shack I, lo- I mean maybe i just like basketball more than football because i seem to have a lot of issues with these football guys <laughs> but i really like all the basketball guys besides james harden <laughs> i love it chicken doesn't know sports Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. What else you got? That's all I got. I love it. That was a great one today, Carolyn. Thank you so much for swinging by. Thanks Chicka for do- having me. Chicken doesn't know sports. Uh, each and every uh, Thursday, I guess we're going to say, during the summer. Maybe earlier in the week, too. It just depends. Carolyn's a great contributor to the show. And uh, Carolyn, we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, Carolyn. Great as always. Treasure State Stars. 20. Count them 20. Track athletes from Montana, Montana State combined heading to the NCAA West Regionals. Who is it? Keep it right here. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Radio Missoula. Nuanas now. Coach of Nine ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for spending some time with me here on your Thursday. Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes no matter what sort of loan you're in the mood for or that you need. Auto loans, home loans, a refinancing, go see Parkside Credit Union today. They love to say yes. Treasure State Stars. This is all focused on track athletes from around the state of Montana. The two Division One universities, 13, count them, 13 Bobcats headed to the NCAA West 
preliminary round, which is the West Regional in uh, College Station, Texas. That's Texas A&M for those counting. May 26th through the 29th. The 13 are Duncan Hamilton in the 3,000-meter steeplechase, Colin Buck in the 10K, Derek Olson, recent Montana State record holder in the 110 high hurdles he'll head in that event, Drake Schneider, one of the best 400-meter hurdle runners in the country, will head in that event, Levi Taylor will go in the 3K steeplechase as well, Noah Martin in the high jump, Alex Nearing in the shot put, Ethan Saberhagen in the discus, Cantor Coverdale in the javelin, Cooper Hoffman in the javelin, Lucy Corbett in the high jump, Carla Nicosia, which is, this is good for her because uh, this was a heartbreaker. She was the number one seed going into the Big Sky Conference tournament, Montana State senior Carla Nicosia. And Taylor Lyday hit her personal best jump of the entire season on her very last jump, which was the second to last jump of the entire competition. And it happened to be 41 feet, eight and three quarters inches. Well, Nicosia went 41 feet, eight and one half inches, one quarter of an inch away from a Big Sky Conference championship. But Nicosia, she still qualifies uh, in the triple jump. So good for her. And then Carly Van Heter, who was actually supposed to join us today, but she had a little bit of a schedule realignment. She's making her way back to Plains. uh, Star javelin throw for the Bobcats. She will join us sometime next week. That's the Montana State side of things. The Trader State Stars that are re- the NCAA regional representatives for the Montana side of things include Dylan Kipp and Evan Todd on the men's side. Kipp, another one where good for him because he did not make it to the finals in the men's javelin at the Big Sky Outdoor Championships. Uh, so he needed a sort of a renewal, and uh, he gets one. He qualifies for the regional, so good for him. His career does not end falling short of the finals of the conference championships. So he and Evan Todd will both throw javelin on the men's side. And then on the women's side, uh, Kimberly Earhart, uh, as well as Kate Johnstone in the 400 meters, Jacob Lamb in the 800 meters, Tanessa Morris in the women's hammer, and Brett Yankee in the men's discus. Kimberly Earhart, by the way, a javelin thrower. So uh, there's your Treasure State Stars, presented proudly by Treasure, uh, Parkside Credit Union. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. Jeff Sanford, the new voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, will join us. 1029 ESPN Missoula. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 